Hello, and welcome to Let's Drone Out. You're listening to a blog podcast type thing that comes out every Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you just saw that of Tony taking a nice shot. This is what Tony has to go through every single time he, he gets on the show. And we're going to chart his uh, progress. We might even get him flying later because uh, we asked him in the experiments to see how well we can make Tony fly. Well, he's drunk. Or techniques. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the idea got reignited last week when the drip was on and we were talking about uh, cold water and stuff like that. So, but Tony, oh, welcome back. We Hello. Sorry about that. Hello. No, bonjour. 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 This should be called Alcoholics Anonymous. Oh. <laughs> Tony, have you had a tough week? We'll get to clear in a moment, but have you had a tough week, Tony? Uh, well, yeah, my dog's had a tough week. My wallet's had a tough week. But yeah, uh, are what? you drinking, Jimmy? Uh, well, I, I, I am, yes. Uh, I have just finished one other show of the music show <laughs> after this one, so I'm drinking. Look at us. Are you drinking, uh, Clint? Yeah. No, afraid not. I've got my, uh, I've got my vape, but no, I'm not drinking. We don't actually uh, condone drinking, and it's just something that happens when the sun comes out. That's right. It's British summertime. Get your batteries charged. You've got one, well, maybe less than a week to go out and fly. day or two if you're lucky. Mind you, it has been quite windy. Yeah. It's been horrible windy for two weeks. And then um, we had a nice day yesterday, and now it's back to a bit windy again. It's actually just started to die down, I think, now. Yeah. Yeah. It's morning or night, uh, late flying but i think there's more bugs late flying so it's not as enjoyable you get a cluster of them above your head buzzing around as you're on your goggles and it's yes. not drones it's more like mosquitoes it was yeah. mosquitoes yesterday i was out i've done the golden hour i loved it it was really nice and um, uh, what time is the golden hour tony to educate our listeners for your golden hour it's not golden hour google that <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, this has taken a, a podcast has taken a turn for the worst. I mean, this week it's now Golden Hours. <clears throat> if you pronounce it correctly. Yeah, it was Golden Hours. I was out there a couple of hours. To just uh, I put a new FPV cam on my um, on my uh, Revo, which I use for my, uh, freestyle, and it's really nice, really nice camera. And the new Fox here. Yeah. Um, well. I it was lovely, but uh, four flights in, I was at the end of my run and um, lost video. And I don't know whether it's it was my quad or the clear view or the lead going in the clear view or the battery lead. It's happened twice now while using the clear view. Last time it, it fell from about 100 foot and smashed my camera up. That's why it's got a new one on. And this time it went black and I panicked held for about three or four seconds uh, couldn't nothing come back so I took the goggles off couldn't see it and then was dropping the throttle I switched it off and I just caught it out the corner of my eye falling to the floor rearmed and just gave it a shit ton of power up to pour it at the floor and saved it basically a shit ton of power Shite. That's swearing. Is that legal? I heard something. I heard swearing on Radio Two today. I think we're all right saying shit. I, I think know. the English language does change. Yeah, shit's probably becoming much more palatable than. 
well. Um, do you, so you, do you think it's your clear view or is it the same VTX? Did you change a VTX or is it the same VTX? Um, I have changed the VTX. I've put a something milliwatt hour, uh, sorry, not milliwatt hour, <laughs> quite higher than the average in there, which is good for penetration. I hear. Right. <laughs> is that during the golden hour or after the golden hour? During. <laughs> <laughs> um, even with the so, bugs around, it's good for it was bugs landed on my head actually I could feel them landing on my head and I was shaking them and stuff I must have looked like a weirdo over in a field <laughs> sitting on my yeah. own going, yeah. like that. Yeah, there is actually there is a danger of bugs um, uh, in the morning or, or night they are quite pesky and something so small can take the you know annoy us humans so much bigger um, Enough to actually where we lose our quad for whatever reason. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe you can fix that by not flying in the golden hour. Hey, Tony. No, it's lovely but, though. It's perfect weather, golden hour sure weather. Then, I mean, the, the Clearview is a big investment of money, so. It is, and it, it's made my um, f uh, freestyle flying better, I think. Just no, it's just no breakup at any time. It's just like I love it, but unfortunately, that breakup was a pretty permanent breakup. I'm pretty sure it's not the clear view though. Yeah, it's think. happened twice. It's not just the once. It's happened twice. It has happened twice, but sometimes um, I haven't pushed the. You know when you put the lead in, and you know whenever you get the uh, them RC jacks, the you know it's on them wires in there are so small. And they're always bent, and you're putting it in and out, in and out, in and out every two and a half minutes. You know, I've, I've not had it long, but jacks always used to go on my stereo systems in my car back in the day and all that. It was always the, the you know, the jack leads on headphones and stuff. This the bit, RC. the bendy bit. <laughs> well, you know, we are actually condu uh, conducting an experiment as we speak into seeing how much more animated Tony gets if he has a few more shots. Are you going to prepare yourself another shot? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> photography there was it where you put your arm in front so we couldn't see it. You see a Tony still standing at the end of the show. <laughs> Call that the Esther Ranson. Because it pulls your gums and your lips. <laughs> we have a, a few shout outs from uh, the chat room. By the oh, way, yes, let's have a look. And White Spy from the USB. Ah, oh, White Spy, thank you very much for my bits and bobs. Uh, have you got more bits and bobs you're not sharing? Uh, no, just the bits and bobs that uh, I think Jack put it on his YouTube. That oh, the ones from a while ago. I thought you, I thought he was yeah. sending weekly, daily. Wow, that'd but, be lovely, wouldn't it? I need props now. <laughs> Every day is Christmas, or whatever festival we used to celebrate when there's a present opening involved. Yeah, um, we've got Striker Zero, Stuart Bailey, and others in there. So. Um, we are going to have Chad Kappa on the show from about 8.30, so we might even run over to about 9.30, depending on how we get on, possibly even later. So, yeah. Clinton. Yes. Clinton. I hear you've, uh, you've moved up in the world, as, as, as they say. Moved, moved up. up in drop size. Uh, no, I've gone back down again. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? What happened? I've literally just changed them over now that... <laughs> five and a six inch the difference in the lengths. Um, okay, so the background story is you you wanted to fly, but you needed to get the five inch arms, but they're out of stock, so you bought a six inch 
Yeah, that's it. So I bought a six inch and I thought, great, I'm going to put some six inch props on it. Yeah. And um, I was talking to Neil and he said, get lower, like get the double props instead of the tries. So I got some uh, Dow 6045s and I went and flew it on my F60 2500 KV pros today. And uh, twice, uh, uh, the first time, two blades shattered in the air. Um, and I thought, oh, that was unlucky. So I put new blades on it, um, took off again, and within three seconds, uh, another blade shattered in the air. So, yeah, I don't think six inch and twenty five hundred kV is a is a good idea. So I'm going back down to five inch, um, and yeah, just just change the arm. So hopefully it'll be good now. I mean, is that long called get... over, over propping or something? Yeah. Um, Overpropping sometimes when you've got an increased pitch over what really you should have. So. Well, it was actually it was my mistake because when I when I looked at the specs of these motors, um, mm. I was looking, and the highest thrust value on their testing was the King Kong um, sixty forty fives. I was like, oh, that's great. I'll just get some sixty forty five props. Uh, it turns out it was the twenty two hundred version of these motors, and not the twenty five hundreds. Uh, the 2500s, there's nothing about six inch props whatsoever. So, yeah, it was my my bad. <laughs> I mean, I had a, uh, I thought one day, oh, I've got a six inch, or it's capable, six inch prop capable quad. So I put my six inch blades on it, took off, and about three seconds in, it all just disarmed and fell. So, <laughs> uh, ironically, I mean, I used to fly a lot bigger props like eights and stuff back when the day when quadcopters started coming out. Um, eight and ten were uncommon, but six has been that elusive number, and I don't think there's been as much money put into them. Well, since we moved to five-inch props, they were sort of the benchmark, I think, and so perhaps the R and D, and they do actually spin a lot more pressure and force well, on them. It was I was really looking forward to it, actually. I mean, when I when I first okay. put the tri props on there, I did get a, about a minute and a half, two minutes of flight time before uh, I started getting problems. Uh, and it was amazing. I was really, I was really made up with it. But um, yeah, no, the twenty five hundred kV is too much. I think from what I've read today, sort of down in the twenty uh, two thousand, the twenty one hundreds. My best six inch. My first quad was a, my first gravity was a two eighty, which swung six inch, and I used to run uh, the Cobra Racing Edition twenty hundred kV, and they were perfect. And mm. I still think. Most people who are doing freestyle should run a six-inch frame because it carries a GoPro so much better. So yeah, that's what I was hoping. I was hoping for some nice, smooth flying, but um, yeah, just unfortunately that these uh, F60s just aren't going to cut it. So yeah, well, a bit, uh, lower, a bit lower KV will be better. Twenty-two, twenty-one hundred. <laughs> yeah, tri blade sixty-fifty-eight just to um, melt the motors as they start to take off. But crazy. Well, these things. These things are actually shattering six-inch blades in the air. So there's a, I've got video evidence of. of and that's brand new, out of the box. Brand uh, new, out of the box, six-inch props, literally what? shattering in the air. Brand new, six-inch out of the bag. Yeah. So they're, they're supposed to be the Dow Unbreakables as well. But they're not supposed to spin that fast. Probably not. I mean, you struggle to break these with your hand. The fact that they shattered in the air is crazy. Right. Go, around, around, go around in circles too fast, I think. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. I can just imagine them in the air like this. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, six inch for now. <laughs> White Spy did say they're actually 60 48. 
Yes, Mitch, I am drinking whiskey at the moment. You are right. Well, Big shout out to Jack Nash, who's in the yeah. house. What's up? An extra special shout out to Jack Nash, uh, aka Bright Until I Fly. Um, yeah, you'll have to come on and actually uh, come on the show again for a little while. We haven't seen you for a long time, sir. Yeah. So, six inch, I don't know. <laughs> there is that more power capable uh, that you're going to pull out of them and that. Uh, I have been tempted. I think but. it's just the smoothness because obviously you don't have to spin them as fast to get as much thrust. And I, I was kind of just hoping I'd get away with them on the F60s, but well, we all the, the biggest difference I noticed when I I used to spin eight inch props and then I went to ten was the noise was so much cooler. That proper. <laughs> so even from a five to six, it would be a slightly deeper sound. Yeah. So I, I'm, I, I'm well, with you on your journey to to try it out. The F60s are loud anyway. Um, the F60 motors are really, really loud. And you add the, the dual six-inch blades, and they are shockingly loud. So, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting sound. It's like a vroom. <laughs> Hear it from across the field. What What's it sound like? It's like a vroom. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, yeah. I know that sound well. Vroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, this is what we reduced down to, making warm noises on electro now. Yeah. I don't know. I need, I need to start building a new one, but all this talk of micros and all that uh, is really piking my interest. Actually, I've got a new micro. My it's God. great. Which one? Dan Upton Design and Built. Um, 8,000 KV brushless. It's two inch, and it probably actually my best flying quad I own. I'm fed up with race flight. I took I went to Summoners Pond the weekend and flew uh, I flew on, on race flight and didn't couldn't feel it when I was racing. Went back to my old two ten with a session on really, really heavy quad um, on the latest beta and I, I loved it. It was great. So I might I'm thinking about keeping my um, race flight stuff for freestyle and use, and flashing my race quads, um, race flight boards with to, to put in beta back on them because exactly. it felt so much better. Yeah, that's exactly, so, exactly what I've just done is just put beta flight onto the uh, race flight flight controllers. I hate have it. you? Do you know why? because I had three boards die on one of their updates. Well, I had two boards die, and they replaced one of the boards for me from Hobby King. The board turned up, set everything up, flashed it with the latest firmware, took off, flew fine, um, and about a minute later, Motor 2 just gone. So it's the third board now that I've had where Motor 2 is gone. Um, but if you flash them with beta flight, then you can remap the motors and do all that kind of stuff, which worked a treat so and i flew it it seemed fine so i was like do you know what i'm just going to update all of them to beta flight there are a lot of people that are posting um perhaps the newer versions of the rc i think 17 and stuff are up too didn't fly as well as the original ones and mine my race flight board was shipped with rc12 and as i've updated it i found it's got worse to the point where when i'm it i didn't don't notice it whilst i'm flying but i notice it when i'm looking back at my recorded hd video and um yeah, I'm thinking about going back on that, but then perhaps I'll just go beta flight on it because I like beta flight. Seems to work well. People are 
uh, putting it on there and it's, people are liking it on there. Um, I think you've only got a solder, was it TX1 to underneath the board you've got to do a solder and then you can flash it. Do you know what it is, Glyn? I can't remember. Well, actually, it's the boot pins. So you have to uh, you have to do it in the old race uh, race flight configurator. You can't do it in the race uh, you can't do it in race flight one configurator. So you have to do it in the original um, Google app. And then all you have to do is short out the boot pins on the board and then just flash it like normal. Okay, so you don't got to change TX one and invert the uh, you pad just... and. Just leave that as it is. It's, it's got to be inverted either way. So I haven't changed anything except for shorter boot pins out. Flash it with me. All right, I might just do that then. I might just put it on right. I might just say, we're all up for having challenges on this show every week. So why don't we get you doing it now? Get another drink and do it now. <laughs> down, <laughs> down. Did you actually have a drink then? Because it cut over to Clinton laughing. Yeah. <laughs> you need another one. You must be able to smell that down here. You alluded to something. Yeah, it smells. Um, You alluded to the fact that you're at Sumner's Pond, the most tranquil place to fly and camp and meet fellow associate RC. It was lovely. Was it? So it's the same as it always advertises on the tin. Yep. The rundown of your whole event and stuff, the ups, the downs, the. There wasn't none. It was a bit windy on the Saturday. but we sat down in a dip and flew. And when he flew out in front of you, it got windy at the end of the track. But, but was, I don't know, it was great. We've done that, went camping, had a few bevvies, um, uh, had a nice fire pit. And then um, the local warden come round from the campsite <laughs> at midnight and um, said, lads, you're not allowed to have live flames, especially under a tarp, because we were sitting under a big tarp. And um, he said, you got to put that fire pit out. And, and within seconds, Richard stood up and weed on it and put it out <laughs> within seconds. It was absolutely hilarious. You had to be there, but it was funny. Um, and, uh, he went away. Ten minutes later, it was relit, and we were all singing and dancing around the campfire again. He just didn't want to come back and then say, put that out again, basically. So, uh, so what you're saying is the hooligans on site causing a ruckus peeing on fires. Yeah. It was funny. That was a golden hour, that one. <laughs> no, it sounds good. But, I mean, how was the reception of the uh, multi-rotor flyers? Because it's not just RC, uh, not just um, drone flyers, is it? There's all sorts of people there, like RC planes and all sorts. Yeah, there was planes, um, there was uh, cars, there was boats. There was quite a lot of things to do. I, I was basically just at the drone bit all day. Um, Did the train bit all day? Drone, drone. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, I can imagine you. Uh, yeah, no, it's good. It was, it was good fun. And then uh, getting up with hangovers and trying to fly again, which wasn't too bad. No, it was, it and, you was... got, and you got a new song out of it as well, didn't you, Tony? Oh, yeah. yeah. Who's, who's, are you going to sing it, Tony? I, I don't know how it goes. It gets stuck in my head. I nearly okay. swore then, but I held it back. We should get Richard on to sing it. <laughs> Shall I see if Rick can come on and sing for us? Maybe we can do that next week. We get Rich on to come and sing it. <laughs> uh, the only the only bit I remember is the Tony Tony Macaroni. <laughs> That's the bit we'll get stuck. We were singing it all night when we heard it, so it's uh, it's brilliant. <laughs> 
Uh, Do you want to give another loud, louder rendition, please, there, uh, Clinton? That, that'd be a negative. No. Tiny. Tony. Yeah. Negative. Oh. <laughs> See, you make it very big, though. This is great. That's what it is. <laughs> he also grins his teeth as soon as he had a shot. <laughs> <laughs> like a <laughs> You don't eat pigs. Yeah. yeah, anyway, we've got a, a quite a distinguished guest coming on soon. So we'll get all our tomfoolery out of the way. That's what I say. Um, so, Sumners, you going to Western Park? You guys are actually going, aren't you? Oh, you're not, Tony? Never been. The next big I event. Might, I might hmm? go one day. I might go one day. I'm not, not planning to this weekend. I, I've got to look after my dogs. Well, especially Junior, who's in a cage. I've just got... Uh, back from the vets, had to pay him loads of money. I was like, I, I didn't even want to look at the amount of money I had to give him. Um, he showed me the x-rays and stuff. He's, so my dog's now got both. He's got two back legs, which are completely metal. So can't take him metal detecting anymore. Maybe a period. Can we, can we maybe build a, you know, like sometimes they have these shows on television where they help these dogs by building prosth uh, prosthetic legs or little trolleys that the back legs can go in. Can we not build a multi-rotor inspired transport system? <laughs> We're not testing that on my dog. Little dog harness on the bottom. Yeah. We'll even put it on a spongy cord or something just so it's not so abrupt landing. <laughs> and, and we could make it DJI so you don't have to worry about anyone flying. And for it's... anybody you don't like, you just wait till you need to go to the toilet and just sort of fly around overhead. Love a golden shower or golden hour, <laughs> guys. Because <no. laughs> you'd have to fly. You'd have to have a second drone following along to pick up the dog. Do with the bag. <gasps> I wasn't even going to number two. You went number two. I didn't. <laughs> no, but, but I, I'm thinking more mobility for uh, Charlie, isn't it? Um, can we not? Maybe yeah, I think Charlie. Fly, not like Orville. And the dead cat, but flying whilst he's alive. I don't know who Charlie is. Uh, well, what's your dog's name? Junior and Wally. <laughs> Junior <laughs> is the one. <laughs> Bad news. I've, I've had a show and, and too much wine. That's what my, my excuse comes to. Who's that? Hello, it's Chad. Hello, Chad. <laughs> Who's that in the corner? Introduce yeah. yourself. Hold on, no now you can who you are. <laughs> Well, it looks like it's much more of an impressive warehouse than what we've got as such as a light and a... <laughs> Hello, welcome, Chad. <laughs> welcome to uh, Let's Turn Out. I don't know if you can hear us, but maybe... Well, maybe it's like Lakers in a warehouse. I don't know. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. I had to switch my mic and uh, speaker output. Ah... Uh... We usually have to do all that, but we we get a little bit more time before the show. But uh, welcome, uh, welcome to Let's Turn Up again. Well, thank you very much. So um, it's been a while. I, I think I don't know. It's been at least several months, probably six to yeah, six months. I, I can't actually believe we've been running Let's Turn Out for almost two years, and in that time you've been on the show. But in that time as well, you've been off on like worldwide adventures to really far off places and everywhere. How on earth? Yeah, do you I, I actually think the last time we did it was even before Chernobyl, which was, uh, it was yeah. about a year ago. Yeah. 
<laughs> so Chernobyl and China, are you trying to get to all the places around the world dealing with C? Is, that, is there some sort of trend there? <laughs> yeah, we're trying to go everywhere. <laughs> nah, no, I don't blame you. So, I mean, did you, um, like, obviously the, uh, you've been to all these different places and sometimes things get arranged for you and things, but uh, sometimes as well, I would imagine you have to just go alone and, and see what you find. Um, yeah, have you found, yeah uh, we um, typically, like the bigger, badder ones, like Chernobyl and China were arranged for uh, or through other entities that were there and both times they were great and it's probably you know something that's that's my favorite thing is being able to travel around the world and make really good friends yeah we could if we we could um well at least we've got friends in the u.s now if we come over you'll have to host us when we have our america trip <laughs> we're doing an american show are we <laughs> um, i think so uh, definitely <laughs> Every show has, well, as you know, you've made it as a show if you get up in America, as most of our TV <laughs> hosts from the UK do end up there. <laughs> yeah. Is that how it works? Oh, generally, generally. They never come back after they make it over there. But then ironically, there's a few uh, like hosts that come from the US that end up, end up in the, the UK and never, never leave. So I don't know. But, uh... <laughs> so wait, wait, the question yeah, that I mind is when you come to the UK then? Well, uh, actually, Drew and Steele are heading over next week. Wow. Lucky for them. Yeah, they're going to start in Dublin. I'm putting them on a plane. They go to Dublin, and they have a return trip back from Rome wow. on, July, on July 6th. So they've got about, I don't even know, 12 days or so. They've got to make their way from there to there through <laughs> uh, you know, panhandling and social media. Have you have you um have you uh, used uh, the Top Gear methodology? You need to hand them a, an envelope with a uh, card in there with some outrageous sort of challenges. <laughs> Pre pretty much. <laughs> you have a quad. In fact, you have a hundred quads. You have to fly over this lake. <gasps> right. The amount of fun you could have. They're just going to be standing on the side of the street trying to sell their quads just to get food. If we're lucky. I mean, what if they don't make it back? Oh, they'll make it. That's <laughs> it's a good idea. We've had we've had plenty of of opportunities to get lost in much more dangerous countries. You haven't been to the UK yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, it's we're fine here. There's, there's many a British person trying to. Uh, At the moment, currently, yeah, Tony's getting drunk. I don't, Tony, you'll know from before. Ectras is a new person on Let's Join Up, by the way. So formal introduction. Hello, hello, Chad. No. Yes, nice meeting all you guys. I had a question to ask actually. I, I was watching your um your latest video and there's that, that scene with the with the cannon that you're shooting where you got in trouble. Uh oh yeah. What I, you said cannon, I thought you meant camera. No the cannon, Yeah, the what, cannon. What actually happened? You just shot off too many sh shots and uh, they were worried. Well yeah, so so it was kind of weird because we the, the park was closed and we had kind of like free roam of the park because the the people that brought us over, um, I guess they were friends with one of the owners or uh, investment partners in that park, which is just massive. And uh, so we're just walking around. Imagine like, you know, Walt Disney World or, or Universal Studios and it's just closed down and you get free roam in the whole place. So we're just walking around and I thought the place was closed and the guy was just being nice and, and saying, hey, come over and shoot the cannon. So I'm like, okay. So I just start shooting it and then he says something in Chinese and 
my friend Kevin, who's one of the hosts, he's like, uh, you better stop <laughs> and and just realize we were racking up all these dollars. I forget how, let me see. It was like, he said originally when I talked to him again, $15. I think it was like, a, so, uh, yeah, well, no, it worked out to, hold on. It would be, I got to do the math. It was about 25 bucks is what it was. And then he cut it down to 15. But uh, yeah, so it was no big deal. It just, it was funny because it's so hard to communicate over there. Yeah. How many hand actions came out to symbolize gun or money? I was waiting for the, I was waiting for the fist to come out. It, it did look like a bit of a fight was just about to break out. No, actually, I have to say all, all the Chinese people that I came in contact with are pretty, pretty passive for the most part. You know, they're um, very nice people and very accommodating. Um, I just, I just think it was a legitimate miscommunication. <laughs> and that, the translator as well, that thing worked amazing. That's the first time I've actually seen someone using the translator. <laughs> oh, it, it saved my life over there because nobody speaks English. I mean, just like in the city center of like Shanghai and that. But when you get off the beaten path, nobody, nobody speaks English. Yeah, What's I'll... the Chinese word for drone? I want to fly my drone here. I don't even know. <laughs> I, could use my, I could use my translator. Just, just take off and hope for the best. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I was I was in the Philippines for three months, and uh, everywhere you go there, the language changes. Like, so oh like, yeah. So you learn a few words, and then you go sort of fifty miles in one direction, and then all of a sudden the language is completely different. So yeah, the dialects are quite diverse. I think in Philippines, aren't they? That's that's the one. Yeah, the dialects and uh, everything yeah. changes. You go from from step to step. So the further you move out, the the more strange and the harder it is to communicate altogether. It gets to the point where not even they can communicate with each other. <laughs> so, yeah, wow, wow. So even the people that we had looking after us were just like, uh, yeah, I've got no idea what they're saying. So <laughs> That trip was a blast, though. I was, uh, was really glad we got to go on it, and the people were great. Some of the That's the thing. I, I think we, for some reason, all these countries get kind of a bad rap, but you know, when we go and we actually meet the people and travel around, it's, it's quite nice. I mean, Ukraine was awesome. I mean, the food in Ukraine was by far the best food I've had traveling anywhere. Wow. And I, I did, I think part of it was cause I didn't expect it. You know, I didn't really expect that there'd be great food. Um, but it was, it was cheap and it was great. <laughs> so what can you get better than great food? <laughs> awesome spots to fly and you got those as well so i guess yeah i think my favorite my favorite today has to be the chernobyl that is uh that's actually become a dream of mine since since seeing that video it looks amazing oh boy that was it was something i wanted to do for quite a while and steel wanted to do it and when i found out steel wanted to do it that's what i was like well if we we both want to do it. Talk to the other guys. They wanted it. The only one that was kind of apprehensive was my son. I was like, do you, do you want to go to Chernobyl? And he's like, let me do some research first. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, okay I'll go. There must, be, there must be some dangers involved though. Cause obviously they've got all the gates and, and everything in place. So there, there must be a genuine sort of worry for people's health. No, they, yeah, there's really not a lot of protection there because it's for one, it's hard to get there. They, yeah, there's two gated zones, but people still do sneak through it. But once you're in the area, I mean, there's no protection or, 
you know, things marking anything off. Like it's, it's dangerous because if you're not with a guide or, you know, like a, a, these adventure tour guides, I mean, you, you might be right in the middle of a hot zone and not even know it. So it's, it's a little scary, but we were there three days. And by the third day, we're just like walking around. <laughs> we figure, Hey, if he's not concerned, I'm not concerned. <laughs> no, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. That is my dream. I think uh, my dream flying location has to be Chernobyl. Just, just after that video, uh, watching some of the definitely dives. worth going. I mean, it was, it was awesome. It really was. At least you've got a contact to know who to speak to to try and get someone like that arranged. I mean, I can't imagine. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, well, the guys from Ukrainian Drone Racing Association, or, they, they were amazing. I mean, they, yeah. they took care of us. And, you know, there's quite the following of drone racing and freestyle over there. You know, I, I, it's at the point now where there's always going to be a small facet of people all over the world, probably with whatever reasons they're going to have uh, or resources they're going to have um, to uh, start finding these things. And I suppose that's one way of contacting anyone in a country. Um, just get in mm -hmm. touch with the, the local drone flyers. So. Yeah, because I, they're, they're all happy to talk to other drone pilots. So. And it's such a cross-section of what I've noticed for even from within the UK, the, the cross-section of people that meet in the local groups. There could be any, anyone sort of uh, who looks after any part of the society, from a bank to a engineering to a teacher to whatever. There's a whole cross-section of people that fly these things under a common, common goal. So Yeah, I mean, that's the hobby itself. I think that's what's so great about it is, you know, you can have a, you know, a, a doctor and a you know, a truck driver and just, just it, three completely random people that would never ever cross paths, you know, their buddies out at the field. And it's, it's pretty amazing. I mean, I think it's quite funny with uh, the dribs, um, where he showed a uh, race car driver who now flies drones. He says, which do you prefer then? And he's like, um, and you think, yeah, even when there's really cool things to do, like race cars around a circuit, some people think actually this is really cool and it's not an easy answer. Right. So, so yeah, we're not we're not just nerds then. No, well, we're still nerds. Not just nerds. <laughs> just nerds. No, we're yeah. cool nerds then. Right, <laughs> I would agree. So, is there any other destinations you're hoping to get to that you haven't been to yet, or anything that's in the pipeline you can share with us, where you might be ending up Antarctica? Um, I don't know. Uh, well, I you know we'll we'll go anywhere. I think. Uh, a lot of times it just comes from a suggestion or whatever. I think me personally, I would love to go to like Nepal. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, just, I, I love uh, kind of remote epic locations. Um, I think it'd be cool to go to like Easter Island. Um, you know, there's, I, I, I mean, I could think of a dozen places I'd love to go, but uh, we never know what's next. You know, it's, it's usually month to month. We don't plan too far ahead. Documentary filmmaking, which is essentially is documentary. Um, yeah. There's the whole world out there, isn't there? Oh there's, yeah, yeah. The only thing I, I think is, it's like uh, often what happens with base, you know, jump uh, base jumpers and that. Let's try and or adrenaline junkies. They always try to go for that even better place now. And I didn't know that something is under the R, uh, you know, red riot that you'd be thinking, right? We've right. done China, we've done Chernobyl. Come on, we're going to get something better. Let's do it from space. Oh, did David's already done that one? Damn it. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, I think it's funny because the, you know, a lot of these, you said base jumpers, you know, they're, they're going off higher and higher cliffs. Um, 
but with with freestyle what's cool is it doesn't have to be there's no real commonality other than stuff that's kind of big and interesting you know so it might be a statue it might be a a cavern it could be a, a building it could be um so what i'm noticing is we're starting to find these areas of interest that are just unique and interesting it's not like they're all hiking locations or they're all cliffs it's it's just like a hodgepodge of anything that has holes and gaps and you know variations in elevation and that's about it actually because when i was speaking to uh, drew earlier um we we're talking about stonehenge and like you know it'd be an awesome spot to fly but something like I think there is, there is actually the documentary side of it. When you just, it doesn't have to be a big space. It doesn't have to be. It's just something that's interesting or different that is a showcase to even people that don't necessarily fly to say, look, this spot, look at this. It's, yeah, it's whatever. Here's this angle. In a way that you never saw it before, and in the yeah. way the, you know, the drones move around it, it gives you, um, it gives you a different perspective, and you can kind of understand, you know, like scope and scale and and proportions that helps when things are flying around it like that you can just get a better understanding of the space and what's around it and you never see that when it's shot with a typical camera because it's always the same shots they do a wide shot a medium shot a couple close shots and another you know and they might do an aerial but they're all these kind of like slow or static moving shots but to go from like here through here up and around and all within a matter of five seconds it, it does. It gives you just a unique perspective you don't get any other way. Is that why uh, Lejib's kind of on board now with Red Riot because he does super smooth cinematic flows and everything? Then <laughs> you've got it for it's, his cameras. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a number of things. I mean, he's got the the personality. I'm honestly what really uh, piqued my interest with him was every time you know I ask around about different pilots and people and get get an idea from the community. But something I kept hearing from people about him was how he is very positive and he's always trying to grow the hobby. And that's pretty much the core of, you know, what we're all about is trying to grow this and, and you know, inspire people to get it's, in. And it's funny fun. you mentioned that inspire because that's one of the questions going to lead to. Because, um, I mean, the Red Riot Facebook groups now, it's 18,000 or 18,500. Uh, the numbers. Then, Crazy somewhere around there, but Facebook group that's huge. Purge. You're gonna ask so, about purging. Um, well, well, we get to that, but you, you mentioned that because I remember a post you put up a long time ago about saying, you know, this is obviously a big community and it's worldwide reaching and have that perhaps post stuff that inspires other people or is very helpful or, or shows people a different thing. And I mean. I've noticed a few people using it for their own gain rather than hopefully to inspire, just saying, look at my video and getting hopefully a few more likes on it. So I mean, that's something that you would have had to have, well, be mindful of. Um, but obviously, it's probably even going to get well, bigger. How, what, what sort of the challenges, obviously, for you policing and things like that? And I mean, I, I keep it pretty simple. I mean, we have a group of admins and moderators that are awesome. And they, you know, they, I know they're pretty efficient. You know, they take care of things. I, I, I don't like censoring. I don't like, no. you know, uh, keeping people um, from saying or sharing their thoughts. But what we do is if they, they share it in a way that is tearing people down, it's gone, you know, and we, we get rid of it. So 
when, that's kind of like the cardinal rule, I should say, in our group. If you're tearing somebody down, if you're like, you know, calling people names and tearing them down personally about their, you know, their personal their personal uh, preferences, whatever it might be, but you're using that information to tear them down personally. That's, that's the big no-no. Everything else I like, the, for me, as far as I'm concerned, is fair game. Like you can have the strongest opinion you want, just share it respectfully. Mm. And, you know, people, even language and, and things like that. Now, certain content, like, you know, sexually explicit or, or violent or gory, you know, none of that stuff has a place in there. Um, you know, people will show their hand, which I personally don't mind, but there's a lot of group members that get that stuff. But I figure if people see bloody fingers, they're going to be more careful. It's, it's yeah. yeah. It can sometimes be quite an important thing to see the damage that can be caused if you're not being... So it, in, in a way, it's sort of a safety video or at least... Yeah. I mean, that's how I see it, but I also understand some people just have really weak stomachs or don't want to see it or, you know, for whatever reason. Well, maybe, so, maybe you just sell it as an inspiration, as an, insp uh, you know, an inspiration for safety first, people. <laughs> right. We want to inspire people to be safe. <laughs> yeah. But obviously, I mean, you'll always find trolls out that they exist in these groups and stuff, and sometimes the trolls get, you know, a lot of exposure probably more than they actually should do. And I think the ethos is, is everything, people are always trying to help each other out. And it's a shame mm -hmm. that people think that sort of uh, one person is more deserving than another and why isn't this and that. So I guess it's a danger with Road Riot being quite a full, uh, you know, worldwide forum. Um, for well, I think, I, I think I'm hoping now that it's, you know, I, I think it kind of hit critical mass at some point. You know, once we kind of figure that out, what will probably happen is, you know, you'll have just like school or anything, you'll have kind of, you know, the subgroups break off or, or whatever. And, and that's fine. It is what it is. I mean, I, I never started, I only started the group. Oh boy. And I'm embarrassed because I commended <laughs> it. Oh, like, you should, I'm like, was it? Yeah, it was like, yeah, I don't even think it was a full year and a half ago. I think the group started, I don't know what the date is. I mean, but my point is it was all very casual. Like it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to start a group and try to make it the biggest group. Like, and, and even people have come at me saying, you know, I know you're trying to grow the largest group. But I'm like, I didn't even know how many members there were until we hit 10,000. So, mm -hmm. you know, because then people start making a big deal out of it. And I'm like, I, I didn't even know how many members we had. So it's just, it's just a very casual group. And um, we closed it to hopefully, so you have to like, get approved you have to answer a question it's a it's a closed and we still get like probably about 50 requests a day so we turn wow. a lot of people away wow that's a lot that's a lot of people that just want to grow their own youtube channels i know and actually you know the <laughs> inspiration though even the, the noobs out there that have just learned to fly and said look i'm really excited that excitement is the inspirational part but i suppose oh yeah there's, no there's i want people to there is a point though when something is a kind of a mark of excellence where there's so many films is a, a thing you kind of want only the best videos to be inspired by and that's a danger yeah yeah it's it's tough because you know the more more people to get into it the more you know i see the same stuff over and over but every once in a while somebody stands out and i like to share it i mean i find 
I find probably three videos a week that I, I'm inspired by and I share. I can't fly like any of these guys. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just more impressed by the, you know, the visuals of it. Um, I mean, I can fly, but I can't fly. So, do you fly with a GoPro stuck to any anything? Particularly a GoPro. Well, I mean, just out of interest. Well, no, I have I have an alien that I fly. It's all you want to see it. It's really beat up. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Yeah, I love the plane stuck to the roof. It's backwards. So I have only since oh. we moved away from from the view, we can actually see all the wonders that are existing in that room. So this is my, actually, Andre, who is our admin, he's our main ad administrator in the forum or the group. He built this for me. Wow. Um, and then, uh, and actually, Chad built one for me and I lost it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I flew it away. I think it was, it may have been the maiden or the very second flight, but I was just so into it because we had like <laughs> low, low fog that day and I wanted to get above the fog. And I was just like completely captivated and I knew my battery was getting low, but I'm like, just, just 10 more seconds. And then it went black and I have no idea where it was. Uh, so. We have that problem in the UK with, especially if you get up and you're flying and there's a load of low flying cloud, but as soon as you take off, it's all white and you think, where did I, where am I? I can't see anything. Well, this, this was cause I killed the battery. The battery just completely. I, I killed it completely and I had no... Do you lick the lens of your GoPro? Basically, I can. Quads crash and that, and we've started this uh, questioning thing because, well, it all, to, just to give you a bit of background history, I saw some people at an event lick their GoPro and I thought, whoa, yeah. you lick your GoPro? And then it turns out quite a lot of people lick their GoPro. So the question is... A lot of people do. Yeah? I mean... I just, I lick my thumb then. A thumber. A thumber. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't like that. Yeah. Not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the lens licker. Oh, is, is we are going to conclude this year with some medical... <laughs> the hierarchy? We're going to get some uh, cameras and swipe them to see what bacteria may or may not be on them. Post uh, and camera licking. So. Everyone in the chat. It's all part of the People test. in the chat. <laughs> saying, Please lick your lens. Lick Hashtag it. Camera lick, lick it. Lick it. Lick it. Lick it. I'm gonna lick this one because it's cleaner. Uh, now it's, <laughs> now it's clean. Hey. There, you go, there you go, people. Well, it's like the five second rule. I think it's largely subjective, but anyway. Um, speaking right. of cameras, though, you obviously run around with big cameras. You direct big cameras and everything. Like that. Is there any uh, different things coming in the pipeline for a sequel to DR1 or anything of, of oh. bigger proportions you're gonna well, do? I don't think I've had the uh, I, there's so much to do with Rotor Riot. I haven't even had the the mental capacity to think about Rotor DR2. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, we we are going to try something. Um, it was it was Drew's idea, and um, you know it's quad related, okay. and um, it's kind of a, a maybe more like a thriller slash. Twilight Zone-ish kind of feel to it. In uh, in cinemas next year? No, no, it's a short film. So probably in a few weeks we'll put it up. Oh, excellent, excellent. I mean, we have uh, the UK flyer, Tom Smith. I don't know if you've heard of Tom Smith. He's quite well known in the UK. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I love Tom. I met him in Dubai. 
Oh, uh, he's an he's a main character. We were trying to get him on the show. We love him. Every, I mean, everyone loves him, but he hasn't he hasn't said yes yet. He keeps on saying maybe, maybe. If you see him again, right? Ask him, please. But um, <laughs> I actually quite like it when people try and make something when it, people expect one thing and then they push the boundaries out a little bit and and whatever's made mm -hmm. outside of the norm. And I think. There's a lot of people now questioning, do I want to just see more freestyle videos? Do I want to just see a vlog and a, a formulate thing? And I think it's quite interesting when people try and think outside of the box, especially considering now the cinematic shots you can get from some of these in close proximity to whatever. To, to oh, yeah. So. Well, and do you know Stickman? Yeah. I mean, he's got some of the best right now. I mean, he his stuff is amazing. I love it. Yeah. And... Uh, um, you know, I know more and more people are doing things. I mean, I've been, I've been wanting, there's a number of things that I want to try. Um, it's just about keeping up with our current commitments. Um, and then once, once we kind of catch up on all of that, I'll, I'll continue trying things. I do a, um, something I've been talking about for pretty much since we started is to our industry and have the guys, the word to right guy version of themselves. Um, but it's more of, it's shot a little more um, maybe cinematically, but it's still feels kind of real, but it's all like fictional based on reality. So a very meta concept. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose, that, that, I mean, this is it. There's, there's branding aspects to what is right to right. And even the people that come aboard under what is right to right have their own entity they bring to it. And there's always that. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Well, if you're having oh, yeah. stuff, we will we'll be extras for free and stuff in DR2 or whatever you, whatever you to produce. Oh, I would, I would want to include everyone in it. You know, I'd, I'd want cameos from every possible, you know, person that we could get in it. So. If you're listening, Tom Smith, you've got to come on the show to actually get that information. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I've been a, a fan of Tom's. I, I watched this stuff even before Dubai, which was last spring. Um, so to see, you know, what he's doing now, because he's talking to the camera, um, you know, that, that's great stuff. I don't know. There's one, you know, like, there's always one aspect of one video of one person that usually sticks if they're a, if they're a worthy yeah. past memory. And I'll never forget the time when he had his goggles on his head or something, and he picked up his picnic rug with a stick and just carried it back to the car saying, I'm mad. People think I'm mad. But they, and I don't think I saw that you one. You have to see them. And just uh, play with the camera yeah, and stuff. But you see, I, I guess Tom Smith, especially around the local flyers around here, we always do his Tom Smithness, like, all right, I'm going to go flying. Going to go flying, lad. Right. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's nice when people, even if they don't make the videos and stuff, have that ingrained on it. Maybe then you need to get them as an honorary member, UK Rotor Riot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tom, listen. That'd be great. I suppose in your worldwide business adventures, then uh, yeah, you might have to start growing is, is what it is. And obviously, it's grown quite a lot in the, let's say, a year and a half. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it's... it's Were you I ever everything success it be? And... and has become well i mean to a certain extent i i think there was somewhat of an expectation just because of flight tests you know and um it this is just a, it's essentially it's a spin-off but in mm. a different direction you know it's the flight test audience is not the same as the rotor riot audience so um i saw another audience that that 
needed fed just like the flight test audience needed that and like um, the unruly kids that actually like, make good telly <laughs> and they're not i'm not really kids i know <laughs> yeah well it's it's funny because yeah some some of these guys have grown up watching flight tests and then kind of graduated high school and started flying many quads and now they're watching Rotor riot and, you know and then some at some day they're going to have kids that'll go back and watch flight tests so they're going to show like road riots. Well, I mean, from flight test or road riots. They say, look at this amount of old stuff. Can you believe it was a 16 by yeah. nine? Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> we had to fly with our Yeah, hands. I remember. Now we can fly with our minds. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's exactly what's going to happen. Were you just going to say you remember four by three? Don't. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't. No, that's just showing too much age now. <laughs> no. And I, uh, back on the old episodes of flight test i mean it's so funny you know see how old does a uh, flight test go back to then because uh, that that that's in a no my uh, way of marker the four by three still 16 by nine when we started it but it, it was 2010 was the first wow I, rem I remember getting into flying and then discovering flight test and i spent two days back to back watching every single one and i loved it yeah i remember i i would get emails every week somebody would say oh i just i just stumbled across it and i went back and watched every episode and i'm like really every episode because you know even at that point where we had like 200 episodes because now playtest is up to like 850 episodes wow Something like that wow yeah. and wrote a riot just crossed over a hundred. Wow. So it's, and it's there's, there's some memorable things like KFC bucket planes and, and all sorts. I mean, just all oh, yeah. in there. So, wow. Well, and Peter, who did the, the bucket plane, um, he came out this past weekend uh, with Kevin and Drew and we had some fun. So we're about to see, you know, what happens when you mix uh, rockets and quads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I God can't... help us. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That sounds really uh, quite interesting. <laughs> I saw a, I saw a, a wicked video the other day where they put smoke grenades, like different color smokes, on the. Cross. Oh, I just saw that. We, it, yeah, there was a little. It was a little dishearten. It was really cool to see, but a little disheartening because we just we did stuff with smoke as well, and. Um, I know it's going to be one of those things where they're like, oh, you copied this guy. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, if you go out second, it's always the case, isn't it? But there's one line yep. you can say that. Talent borrows, genius steals. Just say that. We've we done it a year ago. Just saying. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> That's the problem. Well, yeah, and then when we went to China, you know, we were, uh, we went to the Great Wall, um, but we have to kind of, you know schedule out our episodes so people can get a regular you know weekly episode yeah. so even though we go here you might not see it for six weeks later because we got to pace it out because we just don't have the budget to go to you know an exact location every single week um so when we did it uh while we were still out there we we hadn't even you know gotten home yet and, and michael webb is had flown the wall or a different spot of the the great wall and had already posted it <laughs> so 
it's it's always a race to you know be the first one to you know but do the you know, you know what? sometimes it's not who got there first it's who did it best and who yes. makes it yeah. memorable so, so is anyone is is there a photographer film guy going with still and uh Drew? Is what is there a oh. uh, someone well, following? I would imagine they're going to do it most of them. Are they just do it. Are they doing it themselves? Are they filming and vlogging yeah, so, and? So this was that scientist kind of brain. What I wanted to do was I wanted it to be really simple. I wanted it to be really real and raw. So I figured we have them, you know, shoot each other show by covering <laughs> it themselves, and then they each do their own vlogs. So now you have three perspectives. You have you know, Ladrib, Mr. Steele, and Rotor Riot. And I, I'm really looking forward to it. All I did was I thought, what, what's the episodes I want to watch? And I'm like, I want to watch them get thrown down, you know, and they have to go somewhere else in Europe. They have no hotels booked, no rides, no rental cars, nothing. They just have to get around <laughs> however they can. Uh, and they got to sleep on people's couches and, you know, and... Sweet. Are they going to come to England? Just unplug your earphones a second, uh, Chad. I say we steal them and we make our own show that uh, Chad will we'll just use the assets. That's it. Yes. All right. <laughs> so you didn't hear so, that. Yeah. <laughs> keep them so it's the uh, one that Tony's already got. Yeah. Feed them how often? How do they, do they need feeding? <laughs> and he's still, still vegetarian. Yes, he is. He's going to struggle. He, he had a hard time in China. What, vegetarian? It can come around mine. They they put uh, they put chicken and pork and you know and and they use the you know the animal fat grease well, and all of that. Two of us are at least vegetarian, so we'll we'll, we'll look after him as best we can whilst we yeah. see hopefully in his leg of the journey as we send nice. him. Nice. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know how budget though. They, they, are you literally sending them with nothing? <laughs> I might I might give them each like five hundred bucks. Yeah, suppose you need yeah, that's too much. Give them a hundred bucks each. <laughs> I mean, you've got that hunted show in the US as well, haven't you? Now, should we hunt them down? <laughs> Turn the community Actually, and make them hunt them yeah, down. That'd be really cool. We should do something. I don't know if we could prove it though. Like whoever spends the least, you know, wins something or something. You should do something like that. Well, yeah. because that's our crowd too. Like, let's face it, we're all cheap. Like, we, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the community is cheap. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's super cheap. Cheap, dots, and, cheap, cheap parts, cheap everything. Yeah. I mean, I, I got. I wish I was closer to my bins. I pull. I have been everything. You know, that's reusable. It just goes in the bin, and I reuse it. Good, good. And but a lot of times I want to either you know give it away or something. But the problem is, I even if it's junk, like I don't want to give it to somebody that's just not doesn't know what it is or doesn't know how to use it like i always want to give it to people and then if there's somebody that like you know really wants it or knows how to use it then i'm give it all away like i i'm horrible at selling anything but i just want people i i just want them to use it and i don't know have fun <laughs> maybe what you should do is is make them like make a, a steel or a drip do stuff with the stuff you give them to say you have to do this in that location or something like that, and make it fly over the top of a, a mountain in the UK. I don't know. You could set a challenge. Kind of like the, what's, what's the, what was the one we did in LA, the uh, scavenger hunt? 
where they had to go to the different locations. <laughs> like fly all the different places. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think you should take their wallets off them. Oh, yeah. Take their passports off them and don't give them back till they get to the airport. Um, give them $100 each uh, and a sleeping bag and <laughs> just let them get on with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well they, gotta, they have to have internet because they have to be able to communicate with the fans, you know? They, they, yeah. they so. their phone, their phone, they're allowed to take their phones and a charger. <laughs> yeah. We can, we've got to get them to England, man. We, we've got to get them over to England. They'll be like, they have some power, please. <laughs> <laughs> is, is is there questions to why or why have you stopped them in Rome? Is that to not get across to see Uli FPV and and stuff in Germany, or is it stop it at Rome? Yeah, we we have and Rome is the biggest down there. The, the decent airline ticket, you know, without sending them on three legs of flights. I mean, it's, I, I was trying to minimize the amount of legs of flight, especially at that point, they're going to be so tired. <laughs> and exhausted. Their eyes are going to be fixed open once they've been on the goggles, just flying all these new spots constantly as they went around places. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it'd be good to, a good adventure. So obviously, um, if whether in the UK, we, we will try and give them the safe passage. It's not as bad as your president does think out that we're actually as bad in the UK. We are not alarmed. We'll all be fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. So, yeah, I would, it'd be great to get... I know they're coming through, but they, they seriously have not... They planned the first stop with our, our friends in Ireland, um, up in Dublin. Um, I don't know if you guys know Keith Tracy, but he kind of heads up that group in that area, and we met him in uh, Ibiza. Awesome. Well, that's, so that's your responsibility done. As long as you let them get to their start destination, you let yeah. them go. Once they're there. <laughs> Don't finish, that's it. You know, the rest of it's down to them. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're not Fear. stupid. Anyone who builds a quad isn't stupid. If you can put, yeah. you know, no, no. Mind, program an EC, if you can program a fight control, you're not stupid. They're quite resourceful. Um, I just don't want them to lose the footage, so. Ah. Uh, yeah. So if the bodies go missing, we got to recover the footage. That could be I guess bad. Most, most of Europe is, is pretty good on its uh, broadband, so you could get them to go up, upload as they go just to be on the safe side. I, I think want to go on the trip, but I really, really like the idea of just the two of them going and seeing, seeing them. I mean, they've never, I think they've only hung out like once briefly. But they've never oh, yeah. met when they first met. Yeah, so they might kill each other then. <laughs> they might. No, they. What you have to do is you have to fly in after them, so they get the first flight. You come in behind them, so they don't know you're there the whole time. <laughs> and I'll, and I'll sneak behind them with the camera. Just walk around and stitch them up every sort of day or two. You know, like yeah. throw, throw a few different things in the works. <laughs> <laughs> so what you should do is appoint people in different countries to give them the new challenge. Obviously. Would wear oh, yeah. a coat to hand over the new challenge to say not a word. You must now fly <laughs> something across this. <laughs> no, it's, it's a good idea. It's, you know, I suppose never before has anyone really been able to do it because I think it's good that they're doing it in a pair, safety in numbers. But um, it's, it's all, you know, any single fire could never have done that as an adventure. And it's kind of bringing the coolness to drone flying through a community. 
it's the Top Gear esque style. Just go off and do something wild, and then film it and and come back. I like it. It's yeah, positive things yeah. are doing. Yeah, Was look, it an idea. Oh, we'll just send them off. <laughs> we don't care how they get back. Just send them off. Or if they annoyed you so much, <laughs> you just send them off. Come on, tell us the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I just want to see what happens. <laughs> What's your insurance policies on, on these people? Uh, probably not enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it'd be fine. Yeah. So I mean, there's, there's a lot of spots between obviously Dublin, uh, the UK alone. There's a lot of spots, but um, are you going to make right. it out of Amsterdam? Are they going to get stuck there? Or I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you should make sure they go south through France. It's a bit harder for them to get stuck there. Yeah. Well, either either it's going to go amazingly fabulous, or it's going to go horribly so let's hope it's it's the the first yeah so uh, other than that are you um going to be sending the others off on uh, worldwide adventures or are you going to be uh, planning anything else for the rest of the year after that um well we got flight fest coming up um oh, yeah. not all of us are going uh, but then we also have uh riot uh which is the international open that we're doing with uh, multi-gp oh so that'll be like this big um kind of a festival of multi-rotors and FPV. Excellent. So and that's in the US. That'll like, be this. Yeah, it's at, at Muncie where uh, AMA headquarters is in ah. Indiana. And we'll be there around, it's around the August 13th. All right, we'll have to check our uh, LDO pocket money to see if we can make it over. Booby cool cool. Come over and see that. Yeah, that would be great. That's the inaugural, that's the inaugural uh, riot sort of event. Yes, yes. And it, it's funny because we we discussed, we wanted to do something like that, kind of like Flight Fest, but for multi-rotors. Um, and we thought, well, none of us could really organize that event. So let's call Chris at Multi-GP because we know he, he, you know, it's the kind of thing he does. And I brought up the idea to him and he's like, well, why don't you just come out to our event in August and we'll just make it that. We'll just combine, make it that. And I'm like, Works, works, works. BSM, yeah, so I don't know. BSM Weber in the chat, Paul and Thomas are apparently uh, coming to see you guys at the multi-GP. Ah, g'day Thomas, g'day uh, Paul. So you're going to have Australians over there, maybe they'll bring other Australians over mate. Oh no, I've slipped into my Australian now mate, straight. You had to do that didn't you mention the <laughs> you if you're listening, good eye. Come on, you've got to have them on the show, you know, today. But uh, yeah, no. I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? For Road Riot, you've made it around the world. And like you said, in the groups in, in the Ukraine, they probably heard of Road Riot. It's made that mark in all facets around the world that you probably, you know, other the people haven't actually made it to. Yeah, we haven't made it to Australia, which we really need to. What? Yeah, well. I mean, Chad yeah. is there enough, so uh, technically, yep. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but we need to go as a group. I, uh, I really, really want to get down there. Um, it's it's an expensive trip. I suppose if we do the same thing, if this thing goes well with Drew and Steel, we'll just give people tickets and make it. It's a little different in Australia. Sure. They, they leave from Perth, Australia, because I've got a soft spot for Perth. Yes, I'm biased. Perth is the best spot in Australia, but gorgeous. Gotcha. Kings Park in Perth is epic. So I, yeah, I've, I've never been there myself. I've never been in the Southern Hemisphere. 
anywhere, but I've been all over the northern hemisphere. Oh, well, Australia is one of the best spots. Forget South South Africa. Yeah, I was going. There's got to be some, there actually, uh, someone I fly with, he goes to uh, Johannesburg and all that and Cape Town, and it's amazing actually some of the spots they get to fly. So, yeah, the worldwide, world, worldwide adventure probably will continue, but Australia, yeah, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. I'd like to, um, one thing I've, I've always wanted to do is get the guys teamed up with maybe some kind of like first responder or search and rescue or something, but, uh, or maybe a military zone and you know where they need to very quickly go out and recon an area or you know see if there's uh either trouble or injuries or or whatever but use the drones in a way that's you know very quick and nimble and um it's funny you should say that because i actually i have this idea in my head and and the uk i mean the uk is quite forward we had uh, the option to do commercial flying long before you had the 107 um but one thing I kept on thinking was they all use like phantoms and inspires and that. And I'm thinking what the people right. really need is a, is a, is like a 250 racer or a smaller that can zip around through windows, around the building of chase around the corner and, and actually do proper pursuit. So right. I'm wondering at what point are the police going to wake up and realize, wait a minute, our Mavics and stuff are good. Our inspires can like fly for miles, but actually what we really want is these FPV stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe they need to get in with police and that play the bad boys theme track. Yeah, I I would love to. I'd love bad to. Boys. But I I think me personally, um, not. I mean, you know, again, I'm not that that level of pilot. But I would love to arrange for us to. It'd be great if we could get on the front line somewhere. But I'm not sure who all would do it. You know, when you had to ask that question, who wants to go out and do this? And only your son said, "Are you sure?" <laughs> <laughs> More than just done on that one. <laughs> yeah, I reckon the Drew might say, "Hmm, maybe not." Steel, I'd probably say yes. Chad, I'd probably go, "Maybe not." Tommy, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's yeah. hard to say. I think I don't think I think you might be wrong on some of your answers. With yeah. who, sorry? I think you might be wrong on some of your answers. It's hard. To, I don't want to call <laughs> anybody on, tell out. Us, tell us, then. Come on. Like, and then, then you can go back and say, look, I even said that before it actually happened. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, okay. Give me the situation and I'll go through the pilot. Okay. So they're going to go on to the front line in some war zone, maybe Syria, maybe, I don't know, Afghanistan. And they're going to just fly from relative safety, not absolute safety, but relative safety, Fly uh-huh. there into the actual open battlefield around tanks and stuff. Now the purpose will matter. So what's the purpose? To try and show a different view of the frontline troops that are actually under attack and what sort of attacks they're under, and how they may, you know, I don't know, maybe maybe to show that frontline warfare because people is, they only get the TV news of it. So to, so to show it off for the media, um, or an ammo run. To save the hostages. Well, see, that might be different if it's an ammo run. So, hmm. I don't know. I'm afraid to answer this one. Yeah, no, you don't have to. But I, I, but I think you're, I you're, think you're trapped in a bunker in the middle of the war zone, and they have to come and they have to come and save you with with one rocket attached to their quads to blow the door. <laughs> and a smoke grenade in it. And a smoke grenade. Well, I could I could tell you if Peter ever joined the team, he would be there, um, and. Uh, Drew is probably the most gung-ho right now. Um, Steel would would do it if the if it had the right motivation. Um, 
Tommy's getting a little more conservative. He's he's uh, he's an awesome pilot, but I think you know taking our tour around the world, it's man, it takes its toll. So I think some of us, myself included, are kind of like let's slow down a little bit. Um, wow! Wow! And and Chad. No, I mean, just take a break, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, 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 like, whoa, this is a lot, yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll get back out there. But uh, Chad, let's see. Chad's quite adventurous. Um, oh, I seem to have lost you there on that feed. I don't know if you're still coming through. Chad's obviously listening in. Hold the point on that. He's frozen. We might have lost him in the big oh, hangar room. Oh, he's come back. I can see you. And he's back in the uh -huh. room. Pretty you okay. were thinking Chad had control of your yeah. internet and just unplugged it saying, he's not going to say anything about me. No, no. <laughs> exactly. Well, Chad, no, I think... Uh, Sorry, yeah? Yeah, Chad's quite adventurous. Um, but it's... Uh, I don't know. I, it'd be really weird because I wasn't sure how they would respond to the Ch Chernobyl. And... Uh, you know what? That's probably what you can do is go back and watch the Chernobyl episodes and see who did what. And that'll give you a clue. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are you going to set this up then? <laughs> we can start some bets and some wages. <laughs> yeah, we should. We should. I'm trying to think of what Kevin would do if he would go or not. He might. So to go back, I don't know. Sometimes they... Our original point, we said, um, what's the bigger and more adrenaline-filled things can you do? And I guess that is one of those things, isn't it? Wait, I guess so it's we, we episode coming up where Tommy was um, uh, doing some stuff with Red Bull that's that ha, it really put him to the test. So I'll just leave oh. it at that. Oh, oh, that sounds good. It didn't involve so. retrieving a GoPro down from a warehouse roof that they never actually knew where it was until they found it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it has to do with with Red Bull, drifting, and drones. Oh, and, okay. And it's not just chasing the cars, so. I hope you're going to post it in this Red Riot group that I know of. It's about inspirational and ridicule stuff. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, and, um, what is... So Monday's episode, I think, is The Great Wall. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one. I mean, do you, do you notice a trend in which one's the most popular or if it's a bit more out there or anything like that? Because obviously... Um, when you start looking at episodes of a show, you can actually have to see that trend as, wow, that one worked, that one didn't. Maybe we changed this mm -hmm. to do that. Um, actually, the, the best ones are the ones where everyone gets together and kind of plays the game or like the game of quad. You know, that those, those guys get together and have fun usually do the best. But that's the hardest thing to do is to get everyone together. Yeah. So... Well, everyone together on the same page with the same vibe, because you can get everyone together. Oh, yeah, it's not on the same vibe, and yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, you get people together, and some people are, you know, just not feeling it, and then others are, and yeah, it's definitely uh, a bit of a challenge. Have you tried alcohol? I mean, Tony, he's on the chat today. Um, he wasn't really feeling it, but we did fine with some alcohol. <laughs> yeah, you saw drunk droning, right? <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Yeah, I did actually. I did see drunk training. I tried it once in the and it was horrible. I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. No, it was, yeah, it was, 
that one was a controversial episode and yeah it was interesting i mean okay this is the other point i was going to make is where do i can uh well from from drone flying i i'm of the opinion and i have the equivalent of the what i said in the uk i think sometimes you can inspire through uh so i mean gorilla art whether it's uh uh, gorilla flying or anything like that. Sometimes art actually should rule in for a shot or something to showcase something. I guess that's something that you guys selfish probably have to, to realize that is, is it artistic and is it just now going to be uh, funding this whole idea that perhaps we should all be a bit reckless or is it actually saying, look, this is what you can do and this is the amazing you have, but still be mindful. Um, well, I think, setting- I think safety is the point that, that we come to is, you know, even though we do something that looks stupid or you know uh looks dangerous or whatever you know would we we had a full year i mean over a full year of operation without any injuries i mean the, we had one injury and it was chad messing around with his quad just like in dubai and it and it sliced his arm and but it, he was just messing around with it like it wasn't we weren't shooting an episode it wasn't anything planned it wasn't you know he was just kind of showing off with it and, and it bit his arm. But, you know, our guys haven't <laughs> hit anyone. You know, they haven't hurt each other. Um, we've not put anybody in danger. Uh, so safety is a, a big deal for us. Like, we're not going to do anything that's going to endanger people. Hmm. Um, and, you know, the rest is all, I mean, like the drunk droning episode, like the only people they were in danger of hurting were themselves, and they knew full well what they were getting into. So... So um, Mythbusters used to get away with that sort of stuff a lot. I mean, Mythbusters got really drunk on set a lot of the time and would do stupid oh, things. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe it's just a matter of time before people let you get drunk and all sorts of things. <laughs> well, there was still a lot of people upset about it, and you know, when Tommy dove the building. and you know, But the way I look at it is if, if you don't you know, push the boundaries, then you're not doing anything and if you do bump up against those boundaries at least you spur discussion and as long as we can keep a level head and not insult one another we can have intelligent discussion about it and yeah, actually learn fine. quite a bit yeah i mean it's i think that does actually uh people are wanting to actually get the name for stuff rather than actually just saying look this i've done this and this <laughs> it facilitated a discussion or anything like that people just um yeah I, I like it it's a very good response i think it's 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 not easy because a as a branding thing to show what these cool things you know what something cool can do with cool sort of settings and cool pilots it's tricky to sometimes be able to to put out there um and know what the audience response is because i bet you didn't think for one second that the drunk flying episode would cause so much of a, a backlash from well some- i was pretty sure it would but you never know so like you know it's going to cause something but you don't know where it's going to come from like you don't know what angle people are going to get upset about because you might think it's about this thing and they're really upset about this other thing that you had no clue about you know and i suppose it's not just videos either you know people trying to help each other out and chat obviously with his bag seem to to get Mm -hmm. such a response in a backlash from certain people and you think well it's not always you just showing and facilitating what is is possible with these things and, and it's it can't be easy for for right right you'll always get no no it isn't but you know so, you just stick to what you do and have fun 
With your uh, purge, then, did you get a big pitchfork? Did you poke them until they left the group, or...? With, with what? With the purge of Rotor Riot. Uh, purge that, uh, uh, it's funny, you know, I like to play it up like it's this, you know, massive exodus, but it's, it's <laughs> honestly, it's usually like, I think the last purge might have been like eight, eight people, ten people, because it's the vocal oh. minority. You know, it's not, there's not that many bad people or in, in, I don't want to say bad people, I don't, troublemakers. There's not that many. It's just that it's a handful of them that are very active. And, you know, typically once you take care of them, then the others kind of shape up. And, um, but yeah, we, we do, we'll, we'll go through and hack and slash and, you know, we'll go back in the admin group and I'll say, Hey, anybody calling anyone, any name, they're done out, you know? And, and just Clinton yeah. said I was a good flyer the other day. Is that a name? He called me names. Yeah, there's quite a lot of name calling when um, Final Glide had his stuff stolen. It's not just where a riot, but it's oh, yeah, that a lot of the big Facebook groups. And you, you sometimes you get so much politics about quadcopters and. This and, that. and the law of it, and the this oh, isn't right. Probably just to say, right, I can't be bothered anymore. <laughs> I think, I think because a lot of people don't see it as an art. It is an art to flying, and it's an art of, of things. People just see it as a, an activity, and it's it's more than just an activity. I think my um, um, my favorite one, was Casey Neistat, and everybody was saying, well, I don't like Casey Neistat, and it, it's quite simple. You either sort of skip past and don't watch it, or no, but why? why well, it's what, like Marmite, isn't it? You love it or you hate it. No, I, th I think you, <laughs> within the whole that thing, it was a positive for his, you know, do you like him as what he's doing as a successful YouTuber? But then the other aspect was, do you think he, do you agree with what he's doing with flying a drone in the center of New, uh, you know, New York City? Um, People go off topic quite a lot, though. I mean, a lot of it was like, he's rubbish, he's crap, he's this, he's that. It's just, yeah. Well, don't watch it then. Mm -hmm. You know, it's quite simple. Yeah, I don't know. Painful. Wow, I, I, I'm sure that uh, we're, we're, well. I hope to see more artistic, inspirational things from uh, from uh, groups in the future. Now, I always think it's a shame when people um, are too quick to complain rather than actually. And, and we can, well in the UK, we are a nation of complainers most of the time. But uh, it's, people are too mainly because of the weather, Jay. Huh? Mainly because of the weather. Truth, mate. Well, stop it, mate. I mean, you yeah. may complain about other stuff, you know, not just weather. <laughs> Goddamn weather, man. It's always raining. It's too hot. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is actually, it is actually too hot. The last two days have been like 30 and it's boiling and I'm looking out my window and there's a beautiful... See what I mean? There are, we're in a nation of complainers in our chat. That's too typical uh, Englishman. Too much, rain, too much sun, too much cold. <laughs> The weather's too good. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's too hot. Too much weather. Yeah. The sky's yeah. too grey. The sky's too blue. Well, maybe I, I think one thing that you should start doing and planning and maybe even having that seed in your head um, is perhaps Flight Fest International. And bring it to the UK first and we'll get all the people across from Europe. Um, but right. Flight Fest International, because I'm always quite jealous when Flight Fest comes around and, and obviously it's something that started from your, your input. So, uh, yeah, it's like, oh, look at that. All those people having fun flying around. And, uh, and we have the Hobby King Live event. 
but it's not the same. It's it's all corporate stuff. <laughs> right. And it's September. And yeah. We're going to rain. See? <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's probably going to rain. Everybody's going to die. Well, that's it. <laughs> What's gonna rain? Tony, have another drink and see if it all goes rosy again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shame they're not coming across on your UK tour with uh, these others. I, I think they might actually need someone to uh, be the the uh, chauffeur. Well, not chauffeur, but uh, what's the chaperone? <laughs> yeah. 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 I hope you can sleep at night, Chad. I hope you can sleep at night. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when you do get your adventure over into UK, we'll come on. We'll look after you when you come over, and that. But it would. Be, uh, that'd be great. Hope you look after them. So um, well, obviously there's a lot of exciting things coming out from Road Riot in the next few days and uh, sorry, a few weeks and, and months. So we'll look forward to that. And yeah. maybe, yeah, um, when you're ready to start DR2 with an our older son. Yeah. Yeah, great. yeah. He'll be, he's much older now. <laughs> yeah, much older. Uh, actually, one thing well, I was looking at... he was 16. You know, most directors and most people that have actually started branded things and all that, have a Wikipedia page, but today I was thinking, is Chad Kappa on that mark of, of actually having a, somebody created a Wikipedia page? But I don't. Oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't no. think so. But but surely someone of who who's on IMDb and all that should potentially think about it. Oh. Maybe you should drop it to the team and say, look, guys, why haven't I got my uh, red riot on there? You're on camera. Hello. That was brilliant. Nah. Hello. We, we oh, can't. Hold on. Oh, okay. So we got a lot of work to do. Okay. So she just informed me we had family coming in from out of town tomorrow, but they're coming in early. So, so I've got. I have to hide the camera so she can leave. Out of it, out of it, out of it. Brilliant. Oh, no, no, it's been, well, to be honest, it sounds like you, you probably need to get off and get some stuff done. And we have actually got to run over our hour, but it has been a pleasure having you on the show again, uh, Chad. Uh, always. Well, yeah, well, thank you. Now you now you got me wondering about a Wikipedia page. I'm like, I want a Wikipedia page. I know, you so. should get one. Let that be the lasting legacy from, from what I've mentioned tonight, is to, yeah. Uh, oh, wow, that'd be amazing. Oh, I'd like to say um, thank you for helping um, Final Glide out and everyone else who did. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to thank everybody. I mean, it's, yeah, that was definitely a, 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 a low point in the negativity of the group, and I'm, I'm, embarrassed by that but you know there, i think there, there was, was a lot like more a actually, lot more people it, stepped up it's good to actually show because the ones that actually uh are for it the shine more than the ones that are actually uh, so actually it can be it, whilst it was an, a negative aspect to, to the community there's positive that comes from it yeah i think i think the positive definitely outweighed the negative it's just the negative wave came first and yeah. you know that sucks so it did suck um I apologize for anybody that had to endure that, but I think it's it's it, our group's just getting better every week, so I'm I'm proud of that. Yeah, and onwards and better to bigger and better things and more adventures around the world and maybe even that war zone that we we're talking about once we work out. Yes, we're gonna go and <laughs> film the paintball guns 
and a bunker and someone hiding in the bunker and of course trying to save them and you got to try to shoot, shoot the cross down with the paintball gun. <laughs> yes i like the way you're already said. planning it we've already got it <laughs> yeah. just send me the instructions got my weekend plans <laughs> we're sending clint i'm staying at home in the cozy warm right <laughs> well i mean well I, thank I you guys david's already got a lot of experience with war zones with tanks and stuff so david has to be right. on it. <laughs> included in that i agree yeah yeah well thank you everyone for choose tuned in and the chat room i haven't actually been in there because we've had an awesome guest on um thank you all the listeners who are tuning in every week fossil stuff who is our one and only uh, one one patron that helps keep this show running and thanks to you tony clinton but most of all thanks to you mr kappa it was thanks well, thank all of you guys and uh yeah i look forward to meeting you someday i'm sure i'm sure we will well, before that happens, rest assured, in the UK leg, we'll do everything in our power to make sure that uh, Steel and Ladrib make it en route to somewhere in Europe. Once around yeah, it, somewhere in Europe. We don't know what's going to happen to Yeah. <laughs> Pester their social. But just remember, remember, <laughs> you have to give them $100, you know, a coat. Take, take their passport. Take everything. <laughs> One of those little uh, battery banks for charging up their their GoPros, and yeah, that's it. Leave them to it. Okay, so how about in Rome? I hide their passports somewhere and give them a GPS location, and they can only retrieve it with the quad. Yeah, but, but you have to, no, you have to, put, you have to put them high up somewhere, so they have to retrieve them with the quad. Right. Yeah, so you have to put like magnets on the bottom yeah. of the quad to get the package. So, <laughs> I like it. Perfect. This is. <laughs> and you find out after 200 days, there's one of them still wandering around trying to get food to survive because their quads run out of batteries. Right. Three quads are all on the Eiffel Tower with my passport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, and if it's magnetic and it sticks to the tower, it's true. It's just all these quads stuck. Everything's there. <laughs> I have the drone, please. The last drone, drone stuck to the drone stuck to the drone. Damn it. It wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely think to make the trip more interesting, you should you should really restrict what they have. The less, the better. I think you're right. I think you're right. I'm going to talk to him about it. So, okay, <laughs> I got to get going, guys. Yeah, no, thanks again, Chad. Thanks. And, uh, catch up soon. Come back again. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Remember, you have been listening to Let's Turn Out with the now darker, um, probably more drunk Tony. Tony. Oh. <laughs> Have another drink, Tony. Have your medicine. Have your medicine. Mr. Tony. Oh dear. Well, Tony's got a sleep. Once again, you have been listening to the usual suspects of Clinton, aka Ectraz. Hello. Bye. <laughs> uh, Tonstar One. The Tonstar One. Oh boy, I don't know if you can see me anymore. AKA known as Tony Macaroni. And myself, Jay, also known as Chico. Don't forget to uh, click like down below and subscribe if you're not. And don't forget also to click that bell to make sure you always find out when we're coming out live. But I'm guessing you already, already have. But thanks again for everyone tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bye. Cheers, friends. Bye. Peace out. Bye, bye, bye.